0: Hi, I'm Wendy Francis, nutrition therapist, emotional eating expert, and entrepreneur. I've helped countless people overcome their obsession with food and weight. Isn't it time you overcame what you had become and ignite who you were meant to be? Your time to become an overcomer starts now. Hi everyone, it's Wendy. Welcome to another episode of Overcoming Your Emotional Eating. And in today's call, I'm live on a pre-recorded line talking about the difference between shame and guilt and recognizing when you're in that pattern, what is the pattern? Are you in shame or are you in guilt? And how do you know that about yourself? We know the damaging effects of shame. And the reality is, is that guilt doesn't create the damage that shame does. It's imperative that you know the difference so you can see where you are and how you communicate with yourself. One is connecting and understanding, and the other emotion, shame, is destructive. Take a listen. And see if you can recognize if you're in shame or guilt in your patterns. And take a look at www.wendyfrancis.com. We've got some great resources on there to help you to continue to overcome your emotional eating.
1: Hi, Wendy. This is really timely. I just listened to Brene Brown's TED Talk on Shame this afternoon. It's really funny. I'm wondering if you could give us some examples of how we might be weaponizing shame because I'm asking myself that question and I'm not, I'm not sure how to discover that. Absolutely. Uh, Bre- Brene, thank
2: you for bringing up Brene. Brene Brown, for any of you who haven't heard of her or listened to her, she is a, a leading expert on shame, my opinion. And she's probably one of the, I mean, Mendelton Moss was the first book one of the first big kind of therapeutic books that was out there. But Brene Brown, I feel like has made this conversation way more accessible um, from a country-oriented standpoint. So thank you for bringing her up. And so here's how – I'll give you some examples. Here, here's how you can recognize whether you're in a shame or guilt pattern. One – if you are, um, if it's around a certain behavior, right, and you're, feel, you're not sure if you feel guilty or shameful about it, if you can course correct that behavior just like that, I feel guilty, ooh, I don't like that feeling, okay, I'm going to change that behavior, and you can change it like that, that's usually guilt. Shame takes a lot longer because you go down this rabbit hole, this spin cycle of shame. So it's not just about the behavior. It becomes, you'll start to hear yourself say or think or feel things like, I'm so bad. I don't deserve this. I'm unworthy. I can't believe I did that. I'm a bad person. I'm terrible. I'm just like they said I was. I'm never going to do this. Those are shame-oriented thoughts. If you feel something like unworthy, undeserving, unlovable, Unable to do anything different ever in your whole entire life. Those feelings are shame. So you can track it with your thought patterns, or you can track it with your feelings. Because guilt doesn't make us feel like we are bad. Like the the classic example that I learned when I kind of learned it uh, way, way back when was, you know, getting a speeding ticket. So when you get pulled over, you're doing 10 miles over the speed limit, police officer pulls you over, as you're pulling over, you're like, gosh, oh my gosh, can't believe I was speeding, was I was ice speeding, that was silly, I don't, you know, I shouldn't have been speeding, that wasn't a good thing, I, I don't like that I was speeding, yeah, and they pull you over, they give you the bill, uh, the, you know, the <laughs> whatever, the, the ticket, you're like, oh my God, I don't have $150, whatever that is, right, but it becomes about the behavior, conversely. Shame would say, right? Police officer pulls you over and you go, oh, my God, I'm so terrible. I can't do anything right these days. I'm bad. I'm awful. You know, my mom said I wasn't going to be able to ever drive right. And look at me here. I'm not driving right. I'm so awful. I'm terrible. Oh, my God. I, uh, I'm bad. That's shame. Do you hear the difference?
1: Definitely. So what, what's the next step? Once you've identified that. Yeah. So
2: if you, well, first and foremost, identifying how often you're in shame, I feel like is crucial for many people or around what areas do you tend to be in shame? Now, some people might be in shame all the time and don't know how to feel guilty, right? That can happen. Conversely, some people don't know how to feel guilty and not feel shame. So, One, before you jump in and try to change it, there's always the learning is the awareness. Where do I feel the shame or the guilt, right? In what areas of my life? What's my hope for that shame? Like I look at shame like another person. Guilt isn't that guilt isn't that eventful for me. It's not strong enough. Doesn't like become another another part of us. But Guilt is strong enough that it can almost create, I mean, sorry, shame is strong enough that it can almost create another part of us, a part that other people don't see, that we don't speak about with other people, the part of us that feels little and small and undeserving and unworthy and unlovable and uncared for. So recognizing what areas of your life that comes up in And then um, understanding more about those parts of your life. Then the work begins on how do you speak to yourself in shame? So what's that shame cycle like, so to speak, for you? So, for example, if you were moving into a shame cycle, like once you're aware, right, then you can go, oh, I'm moving into a shame cycle. Like I remember when I learned this and I was like, oh, 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 there it is. <laughs> there, there it is. It's coming. Like I knew what my, I started to learn my triggers, what would moving me into shame cycle. And when that mm-hmm. happened, I became super aware then of what I was saying to myself in my mind and how I was feeling. I, I wrote everything down to, to track mm-hmm. that shame cycle for me. Mm-hmm. And then when I released those feelings Uh, You can go back to that then and go, okay, wait a minute. Is this really true? Like just because I did this, right, just because I ate a piece of cake, does it really make me a bad person? Not Mm -hmm. really. But you can't do that until you're more cognitive. In the shame cycle, it all seems realistic. Yeah, I ate a jelly donut and, oh, my gosh, they should, you know, put me on a plank and make me walk off in the middle of the Atlantic. Like that seems reasonable when you're in the shame cycle. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I get that. But writing that all down and then going back, and if you work with a current therapeutic practitioner, you can do that with them. But going back to that when you are cognitive and you aren't in the shame cycle it can be really eye opening to yeah. see how you actually talk to yourself. Mm-hmm. Because 99.99% of what you say to yourself in the shame cycle is not true. And they only give you the 0.01% because you never know.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But most of the time, it's
1: 100%. That's really helpful. Thank you.
2: You're welcome. Great question. Other questions?
1: Hello? I'm sorry. Hi. No, go ahead. Hey. <laughs> and I was listening to what you said, but... This is my first meeting, and I felt shame because I couldn't get on to find out how to get on to hear what's going on. And I keep calling and leaving messages, and they keep getting back to me. But this is my first time, and it gets overwhelming. So it's a crazy thing that I'm saying because it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But I felt shame because I'm always expecting something to get in because I am unknowledgeable about all this that's going on in front of me, but I need to lose this weight. Well, I'm glad you're here. (laughs) Thank you. But is it shame or guilty?
2: (laughs) Is it shame or guilt? Yes. Yes. Good question. How does it make you feel?
1: I was very, very annoyed with myself because I'm not computer knowledge. And I had no one in my household to help me get on. So I had to text a message and they told me, but I tried it twice. And I really got upset about, cause I couldn't do it. Got it. Will it change your behavior?
2: Did you try to figure it out, and were you able to execute?
1: Well, yes. When I went back to my message again, they told me exactly what to do, and I did press the 1 the first time, but it didn't go through because I had to call it in to get the Zoom, and I'm looking for something else totally different, a miracle. That's what I was looking for, a miracle, and it didn't happen. So I had to process it and do it again. And I got it, but I don't want to be a Noren, But if you don't know, how would you learn if you don't ask?
2: Well, right. And so I hear guilt in that versus shame. Okay. Because you kept moving with it. Okay, so if I can't do that, I can go back and listen to the message. You know, and then I could try this. You might not like your IT skills, right, which is a behavior. Like, I don't love my IT skills. It's not my strength. Totally. Listen, I totally get it. And if I were you, I probably would have been doing the same thing. I don't know if I'd know how to get on if, if it weren't the fact that I run this. <laughs> that I run this call, this podcast, and I've been doing it for five years. But if you told me sweat the first few weeks I did this call, just be, not because of the content. I could, I could sit and help people all day long. In fact, if I just had people lined up outside my door and that's all I did all day besides take care of my kids, I'd be the happiest person on the planet, honestly. But the reality is, is that I can't and I don't. But for the first couple of weeks that I did this, I sweated. Even some times now when I have a hiccup, I sweat and I call Michelle and I'm like, oh, my God, Michelle, help me. <laughs> um, but I move in that. I mo- still move in the behavior pattern, which means it's guilt. When it's shame, we get stuck, locked, frozen.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Because shame mm-hmm. is frigid. It freezes our soul. That's what it does. Yes. Yes. It yes. Yeah. freezes our soul, and, and it destroys us. I mean, shame will destroy you if you let it continue in your life. There is no doubt.
1: Oh, thank you. I needed to hear that because I was ready to say, I give up. No, but you did it. Good.
2: And I'm glad you're here.
1: <clears throat> thank you. I'm glad yeah, to be here. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. And
2: I know when you were coming on, there was someone else that was trying to talk as well, and they were kind of kind enough to let you go. Other caller, do you have a question? Yeah, that was me. I guess um, probably gone over this. I'm kind of missing it, if you can hit it again. How do you get out of the shame cycle? First, great. First of all, that's a great question. First, you have to recognize that it's there which I know sounds easy, but shame is an emotion that is insidious. It's like it exists in the corner and you don't even know what's going on. So you have to recognize, learn to understand your language when it comes to shame. You know, what do you say say to yourself in a shame cycle so you can catch it? How does your body feel? Or how do you view the world? That's that those are kind of the key tickets, so to speak, to recognize if you're in a shame cycle. What are you saying yourself? How do you feel? And how do you view the world? And the reason why I bring in how do you view the world is because I know that when I felt so deep and dark and bad about myself, I felt like the world was that kind of place too. Because it's very hard to be in a terrible shame cycle and think that the world is brilliant and beautiful and that the universe is working for you. It doesn't mm. have it, <laughs> mm. right? So if you can't recognize your own thoughts or your own feelings, you know, feelings typically around shame are the feelings that I mentioned, unworthy, unlovable, uncared for, undeserving, all the uns. That, that if you're feeling that, it's likely a sign of shame. And or if you're speaking to yourself in terms of uh, generalities, like I am such a bad person, I am terrible, I am never going to do this, I'm never going to lose weight, this is never going to happen for me, everybody is always right, all those, those are all shame thoughts. And there's a lot more I can mention, I'm just kind of giving you the, you know, the, the ones that I tend to hear a lot of. So if you can get a sense of what you say to yourself, how you feel or how you view the world in shame, then you can also take it one step further. You can get a sense of how your body feels because for some people, they feel it in their body. And so if that happens, right, then you have another inroad, but that's the, that's the first step is to is to become aware of it and recognize it and know that you're there. Then you can take out a piece of paper and write down everything you're saying to yourself. Or if you have a best friend, you can call your best friend and say, hey, listen, I just got to run something by you. And you just like say it all out and your best friend will go as mine has done in the past. Well, that doesn't sound reasonable. (laughs) So not all of us have a best friend that's like that. I do happen to have some really good friends that are therapists and are therapeutic in nature. And so, um, but if you want to keep it to yourself, you can write it down so that you can capture it and then come back to it when you're cognitive. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And be able to look at it with fresh eyes because then you'll actually start to see it for what it is, which is a shame cycle Mm -hmm. as opposed to it being truth. You know, when we're in the shame cycle, we feel like everything we're thinking and feeling is true. But when you wake up the next morning or you kind of come back out of it later on that day and you take a look at that piece of paper, you get a sense of, wow, okay, that can't all be true. And that's when you can start to really open your eyes to recognize, like, what are you actually saying to yourself. Okay. And what feelings are really elicited in that. Okay. So just recognize it and name it and then convince yourself that that was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, And then, you know, an interesting, an interesting concept (laughs) that, that really does help when you look through that, right. If you, if you get the opportunity to look back, at that shame cycle, and what you said to yourself, and then you look at the behavior that you did that got you into that, you know, get a sense of, did you really deserve all that for that behavior? Would you do that to a friend if they had done that behavior? Would you have said those things? And why do you deserve different? Okay.
0: Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Good question. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, share it with a friend, rate, review, and subscribe. You never know who you'll help become the next
1: overcomer.